Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wartz, media princess, Carrie Keller, and the lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Did you fall out of love with your marketing? Are you ready to reconnect with your audience and grow beyond your own limitations? Get to the Ellen Sparks Agency and demand a Spark Session right away. Spark Sessions are tailored just for you, the busy, growing business owner looking to bring the sparks back. EllenSparksAgency.com. And that's Ellen with only one L for Love Your Marketing. Well, well, well. So is Christina on? Coming live from Philly. And um, Mm -hmm. Carrie's here as well. We have some guests in the room. I did want to say a little bit something because last week I actually went silent, which was amazing. Christina, have you ever gone silent? Because Carrie's silent. I haven't, but I I knew that (laughs) I knew you did. And I'm like, I still haven't heard about it, but maybe there's nothing to hear about it because you were silent. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually really awesome. It was a great way to just regroup, kind of come back together to my life and plan ahead. And it was funny because we also did, um, I met with um, Ashley, who was on the Steamy episode a couple of weeks back, and she was talking about doing an event. So she's actually creating an event on Sunday, this coming Sunday from 11 to 1, which is the Steamy Power and Love Potions with her partner, Dr. Ode. You've got to go. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so she's going to actually have a lot of education. They'll be doing love potions that are tailored to you, to your needs, to your emotional needs. And I got and mine, the- and it smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the vaginal steam facilitator, yeah? It is, yeah. <laughs> got it. Because yeah. you said the steamy episode. I was just saying that so that people know what we're talking about. Yep, the steamy episode it is. <laughs> the steamy episode. <laughs> all our episodes are steamy. <laughs> No, well, I'm happy to see that you came. I'm happy to see that you came back from the um, your silent retreat, not with a shaved head like you did last time. I saw some pictures. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. I've done some amazing <laughs> things. You've never shaved your head. What? Uh, no. No? Uh-uh. no. You guys are missing out. Absolutely. Maybe never, Teresa never. on the show can talk about that. She's actually coming with some scissors. <laughs> yeah, don't shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> She's got gorgeous hair. She's actually, you were actually on the cover of So Scottsdale, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How was that? It was amazing. I enjoyed every minute of it and it's really helped my business out a lot. So what is your business? Because I know we, uh, it's connect. No, no, I said it wrong. It's connect with a K. I was just joking. True connect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So it's an app that actually matches people to their ideal hairstylist, makeup artist, and barber based on your selected personal preferences. What made you even think of something like that? Because that's... So I've been a hairstylist for 24 years. And my clients, I've always specialized in hair extensions, hence the long hair. And my clients always come to me because of who I am and the hours that I work and the personality that I bring, you know, to the appointment and the consultation. So I always knew that there was more to it than just the service, right? People actually come to me for the relationship aspect. So basically what I did with the app was took two different concepts, like the relationship aspect from a dating website or an, an app, and then a business directory and combine them to make True Connect. So we match on like personality, lifestyle, we match on ethnicities, languages spoken, along with the others like specialty services offered, location, price, those things. Um, how do the connections <laughs> feel after they've been connected? Like are they pretty much... Yeah, it's Good been great. Yeah, 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 right? Because once you find a hairstylist and you love her, it's like I'm totally amazing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so it's a dating app, but for the beauty industry. In a sense, yeah. Well, you're not really dating the professional. Well, I, mean, I feel like could. I date Christina sometimes. <laughs> you totally could, but yeah, find your therapist that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's funny because Christina's name, what is your, your token name, Christina? The beauty maker? No, the other one. Well, that's the one I My gave token you. token name? Yeah, what's your, your name, your, oh. your Facebook name? Love bug. Well, that's the Aww. one I gave you. It's true. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the, the hairpathist. Am I saying it right? The hairpathist. The hairpathist. Oh, okay, hairpathist. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different one. 
we won't talk about that one. Um, so, um, Carrie, you're going to take it away. <laughs> I didn't even know. Wow. Was, what to say right now. That was so good. See, this is what happens when you work with the artist mind. It totally um, is. We have a second guest today. Actually, um, Gilad and I have been friends for years. We actually reconnected not too long ago. Not on the app, but, you know, we're going to have to look for these friendship apps. Um, but you actually transformed your life from, like, what I remember to today. Not only did you get married, but you're now, like, full-time artist, which you've always been, I guess. That was always part of you, but it wasn't something that you were doing full-time. You're also a writer. You're a traveler. You love food, which I love food, too. But not, like, doesn't. exquisite food, you know, <laughs> like the love behind it all. So... Tell me a little bit about what brought you into the full-time artist. Well, um, it was definitely a winding path. Excuse me. One more. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I'm so glad to be here. Um, It was a winding path, um, but one that brought me different stops to really delve in and explore uh, different areas. I mean, I've been, um, gosh, well, after college... I'll just do kind of a, a runaround first, uh, rundown. I went to work in Japan for two years teaching English and traveled around Asia, Australia. I came back, and I just wasn't ready for an office job, and that's hugely lumping everything. But, um, you know, so many different jobs that happen to be in offices. But I just didn't want to be constrained to, I guess, a desk job. And um, So I came back. I ended up um, getting a web design and multimedia kind of additional degree after my bachelor's. And then I went back and taught art and design full-time as faculty at that college. Um, Then I kind of went and I got an MBA. I tried out the business path, and uh, I went into working in HR and corporate America for a while. But um, after that, I said, look, I... (laughs) I found myself in that desk job life after all, and I wasn't satisfied. So I decided to become a sommelier and a certified wine professional. That's not an easy test. No, I, it's, it's several. I, I got five different separate certifying bodies. Like I took a year off and just put everything I had into it. And, um, and I founded also a, a company at the time called Renaissance Wine Academy. And because I... I love, you, as you know, I love good food, good wine. But personally, I didn't really want to work in a restaurant or for selling wines and have a quota hanging over my head or anything like that. But I love to travel. I love to, love to talk. <laughs> um, and I uh, love, love people, most of them. <laughs> and, um, and so I decided I'll found a wine academy as kind of the director and I did speaking and classes and um, wine events and uh, ticketed wine course series. And, um, and I found myself getting sent to, so two years in a row, the first year I found myself getting sent to Paris for the Wine Women Awards. It was this uh, competition that happens every other year. I'm not sure if this still happens, if it still happens, because this was in 2007. But, um, and the year after that, I was... Uh, I was sent to Australia for two weeks, both of these trips, like all expenses paid. It was such an honor. That was through uh, the uh, Auswise program through the Australian Wine Bureau because I had won another uh, competition nationally for U.S. wine educators. So basically this, uh, for a while, my whole life was um, kind of all about wine and uh, you know, I would run into people around town and they'd always say, oh, look, it's the wine lady and that sort of thing. So... (laughs) And I loved it, but after a while, you know, I was just hungry for more. I'm what I call a multi-passionate professional, and I, um, so then I, I created and uh, kind of, I, I federally trademarked this whole coaching program called Gusto Power, Life Design for the Multi-Passionate Professional. Oh, wow. And I wrote three books kind of around that topic, and um, they're still on Amazon, but. What are some of the names of the book? Um, the Confetti Path, The Rainbow Blueprint, and the Gusto Power Workbook, Tactics and Strategies for the Multi-Passionate Professional. Wow. Um, and so um, one is kind of a, a book book that you read. One is a, 
um, guided journal. It's, it weighs two pounds. It's got a year's worth of kind of activities and things. And, and one of them uh, can even be used kind of in corporate settings. Ha, back to corporate. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, I don't know, once an MBA. No, but, uh, yeah. And, and so and all the while... Um, I was also teaching adjunct faculty at multiple universities online. So I, I was really entrenched in so many things other than art. Um, but, uh, and, and ironically, just to add one more kind of activity into the pile there, um, I was starting to get so many inquiries, you know, the kind of things where someone says, let me buy you a cup of coffee and bend your ear for two hours, and you, you know, they, they shake you dry from everything you know about something. But I did that several times about how I published the books because I created a publishing LLC and then published the books through that. So it was still independent publishing. And I became a, kind of a book coach. I did phone coaching. And then finally, finally, I had started back in 2010 doing um, art, selling art, creating and selling it part-time um, for the uh, Jewish wedding industry, actually, <laughs> I was creating ketubas, which are sort of an ancient Jewish tradition, these um, beautifully artistically illustrated, illuminated um, marriage certificates, um, kind of like wedding certificates, contracts, I guess, agreements. And the couples get engaged, and they go into the, which artist, and they pick one, and it, the text is custom and all that. So I started off doing that. Not that I'm so religious, but I love the beauty of, of those kinds of things. And, and then eventually I started, and I created later, um, uh, chuppas, which are the Jewish wedding canopies, and uh, those are, I do them in hand-painted silk, and then it's just expanded. Now I do, I do all kinds of life milestone commemorative art, and uh, just kind of really colorful, bold, and exuberant, really joyful pieces, even just my, my fine art as well, and not just silk, and watercolor and acrylic, so. So are you, do you have any galleries that we can go and visit? Or is there any that are coming up in the future we can actually be a part of that? Oh, certainly. Um, well, I'll start with the furthest one. Um, there's Art House Centro down in Tucson, and they've been carrying my work, um, oh, I think since 2017. Um, and I have some of my uh, desert flora. I have a series of desert flora paintings there now that I painted using aged wine. Oh. So nice. combining the art and yes. the wine again, you know, you've got to combine. You've got to be multi-passionate, right? And, um, and then here around town, at the moment, I typically have uh, my art between, in between kind of two to four different um, galleries or spaces. Uh, I just finished. This, this isn't much use for your question because I just finished. But I just finished um, in a show at the Greater Phoenix Economic Council downtown. Mm-hmm. I had a large... Desert Flora diptych there, but um, and because it's sort of summer here in Phoenix at the moment, um, things can slow down a little bit. But currently, I do have my work at the Millet House Gallery in Mesa, which is a charming historic cottage that's been converted into a gallery. And um, and I just created a, I just brought another piece in that was, uh, I created a commemorative um, artwork about a fallen giant saguaro cactus that they had that um it was just this kind of surreal story about the cactus falling very carefully just missing by inches electrical boxes and things and Mm -hmm. it was like and then sprouting these beautiful flowers after the fact and so i i created a a piece called sleeping giant which is there right now great name and i'll have prints available as well so thank you i love that so Teresa, can you relate to the multi facets and all the opportunities that we have alive around us now. And like, I know you're also a mom, correct? Yeah, I have three children. Mm-hmm. So how does it all come together? Like, how are you able to stretch to everything that's calling you and the app? And I know you also do some coaching and yes. Yeah. Work and do you still balance. cut hair? Do you still, <laughs> I still think that's a joke. <laughs> no. What's that? again? Work life balance. <laughs> I'm still trying to <laughs> figure that out. No, I try really hard. I really make sure that I do special dates with my kids and individually like set a time aside to say and one-on-one dates like we're going to do 1 hour of something with my child with my child because otherwise it's really hard to I feel like I'm like yeah yeah whatever go ahead and do whatever, you know, and not being able to pay attention when I'm really paying attention to work. I feel like 
I'm letting things slide at home. And when I'm at home, I'm letting things slide at work. So trying to find the balance and letting everybody know around me that, you know, I only have so many hours in a day and I can only do so much. And then also, like she said, with the coffee dates, people now want to start to take you to coffee dates and suck every kind of information out of you. So now you have to like, it's hard, but you have to say you don't have time for that because, you know, you have to pick and choose who you spend your time with for sure. I was guess really prioritizing and... I was listening to a podcast on the subject and they had a brilliant idea. They said um, every week create an hour or two that you're just going to be at. So if anyone wants to learn or, you know, be a part of that, they can come for that hour or that two hour. So we actually have sip and cocktails once a week, Tuesday evenings. And it just creates a great networking where, you know, we are always looking for ideas, but it's not just that one-on-one because if that's the point, might as well, you know, charge for that hour. Right. But otherwise, I mean, sometimes it's just the flow and like the creativity that comes out of just having a networking event. So I like it. You're Teresa always welcome talks. to have that. There you go. <laughs> Tuesday, Teresa talks. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. So what else do you have coming up with the app? Anything new? Anything exciting? Yeah. So we're launching a new coaching session. I kind of, you know, because so many people wanted information from me and to learn like, how did I go from being a hairstylist with only like a beauty school education and a high school degree and create a technology company, right? So I found that I was doing so many coffee dates. I was like, you know, I should just really create like an online course. And so I've, um, I'm currently a guest coach in a program called Six Figure Stylist or beauty, Six Figure Beauty Biz. And so my portion is teaching like the beauty professionals how to use technology to market their businesses. So what's your favorite one right now? We're going to bend your ear now. What, um, what's your favorite technique? My favorite technique to help people grow businesses is Facebook. Everybody says Facebook's out, but it is so not out. That's where the relationships are. And I like, I love, this is so profound. I heard this not too long ago. Somebody said, when you're on social media, be social. And I was like, wow, because I think so many times we get caught up posting our own stuff and it looks like in the world of where we're supposed to be social, we're takers, right? It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. But then you don't ever wonder why people aren't engaging with your stuff. And so I try to tell people, you know, maybe spend an hour on your stuff, but then like five hours on everybody else's stuff. So go look at people's pictures, go comment, go engage, go into the groups and support all your local businesses and, you know, female entrepreneurs or you know, depending on like your, I try to teach um, beauty professionals that it's really important to niche down and specialize in something. And so go find your niche clientele and, you know, comment on their family photos and those types of things. Pretty simple, but yeah, it's very effective. So Facebook is still in, guys. <laughs> Do you have a second very favorite? So. <laughs> Carrie, you're in for that one too, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you have definitely. a second favorite? Uh, my second favorite probably would be obviously it, you know, it really just depends on like for me, it's Instagram because I can reach a lot of people and people love to kind of flip through. I refer to Instagram as maybe like a magazine where people can flip through real quick and see what you're doing, where Facebook's more of the relationship aspect, but definitely I utilize Instagram. LinkedIn is a converting platform for me as far as like business goes when it comes to investors and expanding, you know, like my different seed rounds and angel rounds for investors. I get on LinkedIn, but Depending on what, what you're connecting, you know, what you're looking for in your business. And are you still a hairstylist? Like, are you still working with clients on a regular yeah, basis? Yeah, so anybody that knows <laughs> the life of a hairstylist, you're always a hairstylist. And now I'm like literally just a kitchen hairstylist. My friends and family will never leave me. <laughs> but I don't right now work in a salon. It's just too many hours away to try to actually go do clients. So I have my little friends and family clientele that will never leave and they're probably going to be with me until I die. But yeah, so I still have my hands in hair, but mostly spend the time, you know, working on the operations and systems and programs for my app that we're, we're going to spread into six cities on the West Coast at the end of this year. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. Do you find it easier or actually more challenging? To expand? Well, to actually be on this side of the, the business versus being in the hair. Uh, it's... It's very similar and it, it, you know, and it has different demands, but it's very similar as far as like doing what you love. But now because I do less hair, hair is more like a hobby for me. So it's fun. And now the technology or True Connect has become my career and my job. So you know how that goes. Now it's 12 hours a day and the other side and my hobby is hair, but I love them both. I um, love learning. I feel like owning a technology company, I've learned so much about business that I never knew on the other side of, you know, being a hairstylist where I was more the artist. Mm-hmm. So now I'm learning the business side, which I've been doing for the past five years. But yeah. How many people do you have using the app? 
how many we have over a thousand right now and we're launched just in phoenix so if anybody's in phoenix download the app check it out it's totally free find your ideal hairstylist make artist or barber yeah very cool gilad had a good question this week she said what can threaten creativity or inhibit it and this is actually a question for both of you like if you can think about creativity um what can inhibit and maybe Teresa can answer that first Will you repeat the question one more time? Sure. What, um, what can threaten creativity or inhibit it? Mm, stress. That's exactly <laughs> what I was Pressure. thinking. Probably number one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when something like traumatic happens in your life or, you know, something's not working right, it's really hard to get back into that creative mindset and wanting to move forward and conquer. How about you, Gilad? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, gosh, I could probably get up on a soapbox all day <laughs> and uh, talk about that. But um, I have to say, uh, sorry to break roll here, but can I? Can everyone hear me if I can't hear this? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll just keep going. I'm having a little, yeah, a little technical issue. issue. But um, okay, great. So um, I was going to say that, you know, as much as I, I agree with Teresa about um, the, the great um, impact and positive, positive elements of uh, social media, um, I also feel like um, there, as much as social media can be great, there can also be a downside to it, which is not so much the social media um, platforms themselves, but how so many people, myself included, can become lulled into it. Um, and uh, it, it's really about the time suck, the time drain. And it doesn't have to be about social media. It can be, it can be streaming shows on TV. It can be anything. But I find that um, with our hectic and busy and stressful lives, um, the, it's human nature to want to kind of um, uh, relax and uh, numb ourselves and calm down and, and give ourselves rewards to relax. But um, it's very dangerous to have time slip through your hands when you have when you are a dynamic creative and we have um, you know finite amounts of time and energy in this lifetime. And, and I'm not negative. I believe in abundance, in fact, but it's just a fact. So if you want to maximize, if you're full of ideas. Um, Really, it's important to manage your your energy and your time, and and your health, which uh, gives you both of those things. So, um, basically, the opposite of that is what what can threaten creativity. I think not being mindful of your time and your energy, because in the end, you'll be you might be relaxed from a different stressor, but you'll be depleted, and you'll you, or you'll have a fried brain from from all those other things, and and uh, not really fresh for those creative ideas to be put into um, action or execution. What if you consider yourself not a creative? Like, what if you're on the other side of this where it's like, I can't think of any new ideas. And I love how mm -hmm. Teresa mentioned Instagram being like a magazine. Like, you're right. Like, we've, we've turned into social media being our outlets to creativity, which is great. They have wonderful ideas. But when you're the one actually creating ideas or being the one that's looked at, like, well, what do you think? Like, what's the new thing? What's the new the haircut? The visionary. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you stay top of your game when it comes to creativity and still creating ideas that are new considered, I guess? Teresa's. Dive, <laughs> dive into social yeah. media. Dive Dude, into social media. I, I love to just get inspiration from other people and then kind of formulate my own plan and idea and kind of see what is trending, what are people loving, and then formulate something around that that the market wants. I always encourage market research. So, yeah, it definitely can be a time suck. I have days where I'm like, I'm not getting on Instagram because something about Instagram like, like sucks you in <laughs> and you can't. It's like two hours later. So, But I definitely try to write stuff down. I put things in folders, and then I can refer back to those inspirations. Definitely. Well, even when you're an artist, I mean, when you have that empty canvas, like I, I got the fallen giant, which was mm -hmm. a great, you know, inspiration to have. But what do you look for? Like, what is something that you can just be like, I've got it? Or are there certain days? Right. Well, that's that's a great 
great question, Lisa. And I feel like I have at least kind of probably two main categories of that, which are um, spontaneous ideas and uh, the, the percolating ideas or the ones that were past inspirations that, just like Teresa said, I also um, put in, in files and folders and, and write down. I mean, I can't tell you how many filled up handwritten notebooks I have of, of little sketches and ideas. Um, and so to me, I can always look back on it, and it does help. I don't care how many typing in apps and computer there are. For me personally, there's nothing like opening up one of those um, idea notebooks by looking at something that was in my own hand, my own handwriting, or you know, my own sketch. I actually kind of, it takes me back to that day or month, even if it was from years ago, and I remember what I was thinking about. And so that, that's, a, that's a kind of evergreen resource, going back to one's own, not just me, but anybody, going back to kind of past ideas, if, if you've sketched them or written them out enough. Then there is, of course, the inspiration. Sometimes I'll take a, a day trip for myself just to um, garner inspiration. Is, and, and, it can, and it can come from anywhere. It can come from... Mm. You know, it doesn't even, ha- it can come from something like, oh, cool tiles I saw at a restaurant, and I'm not going to go and create art in the pattern of those tiles. No way. That's that designer's design. But it might give me a feeling like, oh, that reminds me of uh, the summer I was in uh, backpacking, and I went through Spain, and it was, you know, these tiles. It, it, it brings you into, down a rabbit hole of other ideas. And then, you know, or it can be inspiration from, not even something else that's artistic, just a smell or a taste or, or a certain song that brings you back to time. And then that brings you into this whole category of ideas that start clamoring in your head around that. And you're off and running. I love that. I do too. Mm-hmm. So we're actually <laughs> going to take a break. But when we come back, I definitely want to touch on paying attention and all this talk about vision boards and how that can actually inspire some inspiration or um, do we want to do vision boards we'll be right back let's face facts your business is either growing or dying limeware promotions wants to help your business grow the strategy is not only to get seen but remembered and that's where limeware comes in we're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. So, Christina, do you do vision boards? I don't, you know, I'm actually here in Philadelphia right now um, visiting family and I'm staying with my best friend, Kelsey, and we were actually talking about doing a vision board tomorrow. So it's weird that this topic came up. It's because we're so in tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do vision boards? I've done them in the past. Um, I, I tend to do kind of a collection of ideas. So I do a box that I collect certain things, but it's always stemming from some sort of intention that I have. So I kind of, I'm Mm. the believer of what you look for, you will find. So you just got to be, you know, paying attention to life. And, you know, as a lover of marketing, like everything to me is marketing. Like there's not like what we wear, the watch we've chosen, the apps that Mm -hmm. we use, it's all marketing to our brains. So it's, it's downloading information that if we can really just pay attention to, Ideas are always available. I see Teresa nodding mm-hmm. her head. Do you get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's definitely. there for you? I love to go to like local events where there's other entrepreneurs and they share ideas and I just leave there with so much inspiration or, you know, mastermind programs. I love to take those and I just take notes and I have notebooks filled with notes everywhere and I have Google Drive folders filled with notes and references and pictures. And, and then when I do hit that spot where it's like roadblock, I'm like, oh. Go back, refer back. You did all the work. It's right here. Just it's easy. Just pick it up and, you know, remember where you're going, where you started, where you're going. So it's funny. We are doing Sip Talk, which is eight entrepreneurs, business owners coming together to do 10-minute talks each for two hours, which is probably my interpretation of an idea that came about. And it was a borrowed idea off of someone else's event that I'm actually speaking tomorrow at. Um, but the, the great part about that is all those shared ideas that we get. So is there someone that you can mention, either of you or even all of us, 
that actually inspires all that for you? Like for me, it's my kids. Uh, the millennial, you know, inspiration that's out there, especially millennial pink, which I love, hashtag it. It's adorable when you start looking at all those pictures. But it's really about those ideas that are around us. And is there anyone that you can think of that actually inspires and do you want to acknowledge them? Yeah, sure. So mine's kind of different. Mine is a guy and it's Garrett White. He does wake up warrior training for men. But last summer they did a wake up warrior training for women. And it's really an amazing program. It's just like no excuse. If you want it, go get it. And I always listen to his podcast because he's just a no excuse kind of guy. And he incorporates everything with work-life balance. And he breaks life into four quadrants of body being balanced and business. And you know, he talks about like, you're only as strong as your weakest core four. And so if you're struggling in a relationship, it starts affecting all of your other areas in your life. If your health and wellness are struggling, if you know, if your spirituality is struggling or your business is struggling, it, one quadrant kind of affects the other. So I'm always mentally focused on um, keeping my life balanced in all four quadrants so that everything kind of smoothed out. But no, Garrett White with Wake Up Warrior is the bomb. He's my man. <laughs> I love that. How about you, Carrie? Who do you have? My kids. Aww. Oh, yeah. And I've got them from, you know, 21 to 9. So they're always coming up with something. And they're so inspirational. They're amazing. How about you, Christina? you out there? Yeah. You know, I'm really inspired by people who just have, like, such compassion for other people. So I have about two people in my life who, like, literally never make anyone wrong. They just have love for people. And it just makes me be inspired to be the same way because I really feel like, I don't know, love is the answer. It's cliche, but, you know, that's inspiring to me. I like it. <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. You lot. Oh, these are such great responses, and I do agree that it's all about love and kindness and just connecting with everybody, um, and that in itself is inspiration. But for me specifically, I'm so inspired and also want to make proud my late grandfather, uh, Arye Werner, who changed his name to Ben Dor. He had a harrowing, harrowing journey escaping from uh, Nazis and during the Holocaust and, um, and had this whole journey to get to Israel that could be, you know, you could make a movie about it. And, but all along, and even before the war, he was an artist. I mean, he was multilingual, I believe he spoke eight languages, and he also um, studied sculpture in Carrera, Italy, and he was an artist of multi, in multiple media, and uh, finally in Israel he really continued and he became a, a well-known artist there with his um, large sculptures, and, um, and he even um, created uh, one of the logos for the uh, IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, like the Israeli army. So um, I just hope that I can do justice to his, his legacy as um, the, one of the closest artists in my family. It's amazing how sometimes it's usually the ones that have had the biggest lessons in life that really encourage us and just do it with so, such grace and ease that you're just like, how do you even get up in the morning sometimes? Absolutely, yeah. totally. Uh, I love it. So, we are talking about creativity. And when it comes to creativity, you mentioned something, too, in the, in the bio that I read of yours. And um, it's surrounding yourself with beauty. And it's both. I mean, when you look at yourself in the mirror, like, are you in love with your hair? Um, are you in love with your surroundings, your artistry? Like, whatever it is that you love to have in your home, do you think that improves your life? And if so, how? Well, um, I might be biased, but I'll say yes. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> think that improves uh, my life, everybody's life. Um, but not just for beauty's sake, but there have studies have shown, this is the cliche phrase, but it's true, studies have shown um, that there are even greater benefits to uh, surrounding oneself with um, art, not, not necessarily shock art or, you know, sad art, but the art that um, kind of corresponds with, uh, that registers as, as beautiful and calming. Um, and uh, there have been studies that, showed, that have shown uh, greater benefits, uh, such as cognitive and physical improvements and healing, like for hospital patients. And um, for instance, there's, there, I don't have uh, 
all of the content memorized, of course, but there is an excellent paper on this topic by someone named um, Kathy Hawthorne, uh, M-A-E-D-A-C, who's the CEO and creative director of American Art Resources, um, and she's the executive director of the Red Center. I just want to give her proper credit. Um, her paper is an amalgamation of all kinds of studies on this, but um, the paper itself is called The Role of Visual Art in Improving Quality of Life-Related Outcomes for Older Adults. Now, that said, I think you know this translates to people of, of any age, and it cro- it's universal. Crosses, you know, even though there might be um, cultural differences and differing preferences um, with colors and styles and, and such, it's true, just like Christina said, love is universal, as is the idea of, um, uh, of beauty. Even if the standards of beauty are different, the idea of beauty is there. And for that to reach any of us and to surround ourselves with that, I think it's important. And again, it has to do with each person's individual taste. So I'm not going to be didactic about it. I'm not going to sit here and say, this is, you know, this is what you should really surround yourself with content-wise, aesthetically, but just in concept, do it. Mm. How about you, Teresa? Yeah, she did a good job. <laughs> I was going to say something super simple, like love and happiness heals like your body. I mean, if you feel good about things, like it's actually like medicine to your soul. I mean, it's just natural healing. It makes me think of Marie uh, Kondo. She created that book about joy, like loving the things you own, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't give you joy, like get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's amazing as I actually did the project and you put everything that you own on a bed or anywhere and you go through it, each one, feeling it, you know, like, does it bring you joy or, mm-hmm. you know, should you release it into the world? It's an amazing project. And what you end up with is just truly like love around you. I got goosebumps. I literally just bought this really cute sign from Home Goods, and it says, if you love everything you have, you have everything you need. I like that. Bingo. And it's like, that is like the heart of my home right now. And my kids love it and I love it and I see it every single day. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Well, and it's the place you spent the most time Mm -hmm. in, right? You Mm -hmm. might as well go in and just love everything about it. Mm -hmm. And I I really want to get on a quick soapbox about this, which is the misconception about beauty being frivolous or shallow or vacuous. That is different than, you know, placing value and importance and undue value and importance on either material items or superficial qualities of people or status or blingy things that people give way too much um, meaning to. Um, But beauty in itself, beauty is natural. It's part of the natural world. It's part of who we are. And uh, I think no one should apologize for seeking beauty because beauty comes in so many forms, including inner beauty, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I, I said this before, but beauty love, kindness, I mean, they're all related. It's all about bringing forth kind of positive positive reactions and this utter emanating of goodwill mm-hmm. towards everyone in our path. So that's, that's my concept anyway. I just want to share something because Gila makes me smile every time I talk to her. There was, when I first met you, you weren't married. Is it okay to share this? I don't know what you're going to share. <laughs> <laughs> She's really good at that. Okay. I get permission and then yes. I do whatever I want. Um, no, but she wasn't married, but she spoke of her future husband as if it was already there. And like to see her talk about her husband back then and like you just, you were just amazed. You're like, I can't wait to meet him. And then she got married and he like, he's just exactly what you asked for. Like, we went over this, and I'm just, like, amazed by what you put out there can really happen to you. It was my mental and verbal vision board. I don't really do them. I don't stick the things on the card, on the paper. I, maybe I should, but that's enough for me because, you know, you have something in your mind. You know what you want. You go after it, not like a shark, but like a... <laughs> like a guppy. Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Like a dove. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also had friends who were like, come on, you're asking for a little too much right, right now. At this point, at this age, you know, you're going to have to suddenly, ca- oh, that's a little, that's a tall order. And, and I said, you know, but, but I think what helped was that I, I did not have the attachment or that kind of um, cold, sweaty urgency to have to get married in the first place or even 
be with the person. I just, you, you know, you put it out there and then you kind of go about your life. I, and I was just as happy at the time to be single. So this was really a, a nice to have, a would like to have, rather than like, oh, God, get, get me out of this single status or anything like that. Cause, I mean, I, I did rather enjoy that too, but that's another story, <laughs> maybe off the air. <laughs> How about you, Teresa, when you were creating your app, were there people inspiring you, staying supportive, or did you have a lot of the other side of it? Or no. like what kept you? I didn't feel like I had a lot of support. <laughs> that was funny. I even like I was working with a few people and I called them and I said, hey, I have this really great idea to make this app. Like, I don't think it exists. And I was told, well, it's going to cost a lot of money and you're going to have to hire attorneys and you're going to have an NDA and 90% of businesses all fail. And it's, you know, a lot of work. And every time somebody gave me a roadblock, I literally just jumped it. And I was like, all right, it doesn't exist. What's next? <laughs> and then they were like, well, you're going to have to generate funding. So then I went and did that. And I was like, what's next? <laughs> and then I just kept coming back. With Every time they told me I couldn't do something, I would just go do it. And then it was really funny because once it started to kind of snowball and take shape into like looking like an actual app and a product, then people were like, oh, what are you making? You made that? That was your idea? Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else's company. I'm like, no, I've been doing this all by myself for quite a while. So it's, fu- it's fun because a lot of people I feel like didn't believe that I can do it. And I didn't do it to prove people wrong. I just do it because I love it. I absolutely love connecting people with good people, right? People that you vibe with, people that like I would sit in my chair all day long and I would do hair and I would say, oh, you just moved here. I have a perfect dentist for you. And it wasn't that it was my dentist. It was somebody that I knew they would really appreciate going to for a dentist or, you know, play dates or whatever. I try to always connect people on um, their level, not just the people that I wanted to go to. So, yeah, that was kind of, I didn't. And then, then once you start like showing that you actually have some sort of business taking shape, then I felt like people kind of stepped up and wanted to help and now it's crazy because I have so many people that just literally volunteer their time to help me kind of push this forward. I, I literally find myself tearing up all the time going, why is God putting all these people in my life that just want to help me and surround me? And yeah, it's been amazing. Wow. So the tipping point, they talk about that where it's like eventually it just tips over and then the other side of it is yeah. everyone wanting to help versus... yeah. Yeah. All the resistance. Yeah. I would share some secret name-dropping people right now, but I can't do that yet. But I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm like, why does that guy really want to help me? It's amazing. Like, yeah. So to know that people believe that I can take it even farther, you know, they're like, it's just, yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. How about you, Carrie? How do you play into all this connection? Because we've actually met similar people through apps. We have. <laughs> <laughs> they work, right? <laughs> Definitely a story for another time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Christina, do you know about that? Uh, I think we told um, her. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, Actually, the things I you miss while in that. Philly. Absolutely. No, we'll no, catch no, you no. up. <laughs> I, think you, I think you told me last week, if, if it's what I'm thinking of. It yeah. is. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> well, and it's funny because social media, these apps, all these connecting ways, all these you know, how to meet someone apps, it just makes it easier to, to connect. But I think it's interesting how we still lose that essence if we forget about socializing. Because mm-hmm. it makes it so easy. But then what? Like mm-hmm. once you have them in front of you, what are you going to look at him blankly in the eye and like, is it it? <laughs> like there's still a lot more to communicate through. Yeah, definitely. So once you connect someone on the app, what's the next process? Like, how does it work? Give us a little so bit more So we did insight. something really cool with the app because if you're a consumer, user, client looking for a beauty professional, the beauty professionals can't contact you. They have no way to contact you unless you actually send them the first message. So you can get on there all day long, browse, swipe through your matches, check out, you know, people's profiles, bios, but they're not going to bombard you with begging for your service, right? And then when you send them a message, we have a messaging system within the app, and then you can message directly back and forth through there. And then you can go ahead and schedule appointments with them and exchange numbers if you want. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I mean, it, I, for me, it was like I could download an app into my phone to find somebody to walk my dog or bring me groceries or deliver me food or, you know, all types of things. But, like, people are still asking in the grocery store, who does your hair? <laughs> like, it's just a lost industry and nobody really knows, you know where to go so in the app are you able to see examples of what Mm -hmm. has been created by the person that's Mm -hmm. doing it oh Mm -hmm. yeah 
<clears throat> so the beauty professionals upload um, pictures of themselves because you're actually getting connected to the artist and then their location and then they have pictures of their work and then you can read all about them. And is there any guarantee that they're going to find clients? Is there anything that you actually, you know, say mm-hmm. you're at least going to meet five people? Nope. It's kind of like them. going on Matchstock or Bumble <laughs> and saying, oh, you're going to find a date. <laughs> we guarantee it. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, and it's really what you put yeah, into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, definitely. Are you looking for which side more? You know, because I am a hairstylist, it's really easy for me to talk to the people in the beauty industry. Like, I speak their language. And so getting it in front of the consumer and telling them, like, hey, you don't have to read, you know, bad reviews on Yelp anymore. And you don't have to search hours and hours through Instagram. And if you love your hair, you're going to love your life, right? So, like, get on the app and use this. It's just a different tool to get in people's hands and get, you know, start teaching the public how to actually, like, find a professional really quickly in their area, in their price range speaks the same language. <laughs> so do you think you'll do a second app on another subject? Because it seems like it's a great system. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't tell them my secrets, but yeah. Oh, there is. <laughs> All right. I can't like, let everything out yet. <laughs> There's more to see. All right. Yeah. All I can say is the name True Connect definitely is not related to the beauty industry. So we can expand on it. Yes. Yeah. How did you think of the name? Because I like clever ideas. It's funny. I used to work for a company that did their marketing. It was called True Match. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were fabulous. It was in town. And we never got to the app stage, but that was the next process. Yeah. So I came up with a name because I think when I go see somebody, like a service provider, I'm like, wow, we're really connected. Like that doctor really understands my lifestyle and my needs or, you know, a counselor or a personal trainer. And so you feel like when you meet somebody, you kind of truly connect, right? And so to me, it was like, I couldn't decide, am I linking or connecting people? Like, what am I doing? So I took the K from the word link and put it on connect and said true connect. And it was available on all the platforms. And I was like, that's the name. So we secured it as quick as we could. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's how it came up. So what's next for you, Gilat? Oh, boy. Um, Gosh, I have, again... (laughs) <laughs> so many ideas. Um, some projects are a little bit under wraps, but I know that, um, and and one of them I really want to tell you about. I it hasn't been announced yet by the gallery, so I can't announce it yet. We have so many secrets on this show. I know, <laughs> but I want it. But but I can say that um, I'm going to be the uh, the featured artist at um, at an exhibit in December where um, I basically need to fill a room with new work. So I'm about to start on a new body of work, um, which, which is exciting because oftentimes I'm doing, I'm, I'm creating artwork that's a customized, uh, you know, life, life milestone celebration art. I do um, baby and children's blessing art and wedding and anniversary art. And I mean, it can be, and I, I talked about the Jewish market before, but it's not just for that. It's for anybody. I mean, it can be, you know, for... Um, communion commemoration it can be um and just uh, customized housewarming uh type of art and um but to really be able to focus even more on kind of my my fine art with a capital f a and um work towards uh, new bodies of work for um exhibits as is really something and so solo exhibits um Doing more of those, I've done many, many, many group uh, exhibits um, in the galleries and such. Um, I'd love to do a lot more solo exhibits. That's on me, though. I haven't sent any proposals, so I can't. Not upset. Um, and uh, and apply and and do some uh, artist residencies in kind of far flung locales. I think that would really fulfill a lot for me. Because um, I'm I'm always a, a traveler at heart, but um, to combine that with an artistic mission, a creative mission while you're there, is is incredible, and I would love to do that. And um, and then to just business wise, get involved with um, certain other industries as well, um, in the context of of my art, serving those industries more, interior designers, um, more real estate agents with the housewarming art pieces, and. Etc. So, mm. I love it. 
So we have a few minutes left, and I'd love to see if you can give us three tips that we can go away with today. What are three things you'd like to share with our audience? And it can be on anything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, tip number one is live a healthy lifestyle so you can be an optimal performance all the time, no matter what you're doing. Love your children, first and foremost. And if you want it, go get it. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> Thanks. <Nothing>. Simple. <laughs> yeah. That's to the point. Okay. We're all taking notes on that one. Is it me? Okay. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, is to me, is be true to yourself. And, um, and that can mean, you know, so, so many things. But... It goes hand in hand with ignore any naysayers and the haters gonna hate and that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, I would say watch your watch your time and energy. And I know I said that earlier, but that's so important. I think, and not just if you're creative, you need to guard your time and your energy. And like Teresa said, a lot of that has to do with your uh, guarding your health as well. Um, and then the, the third one, I'd say equally important, is listen to your gut. Trust your gut. We have so much wisdom in ourselves, and that's proven by all the times we haven't listened to our gut and <laughs> re- perhaps regretted it later or thought, ah, oh, if only. So I try to, nobody's perfect, and, you know, but the, for me, I really, really try to live my life so that I won't have any deathbed regrets in the future. And um, if you can spot it happening, you can correct it, you can do something about it. So, I love that. Those are all really good. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, tomorrow I'll be doing a talk on the lies we tell with marketing. Ooh, so I'm going to come clean with <laughs> some of the stuff that I've done in the past that wasn't always on the up and up. <gasps> oh, my. Mm, the mystery yeah, behind no. it all. Busted. Did you say, oh, my, Christina? No more secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow secrets are revealed. Elisa's tell I said scandalous. It's scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with something witty. But, Christina, take care of Philly. When are you back in town? I'm coming back Thursday night. I'm so glad I got to join you guys from across the country. I know. Mm. Thank you. And Next week, we'll actually be doing an episode that's all about us. So if you want the ins and outs, maybe I'll be sharing some of the lies I tell in marketing oh on that goodness. one, too. And, uh, Is it going to be the live episode? <laughs> it's a live episode. No, tomorrow? No, 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 no. I said a lie A lie episode. episode. A, a lie, lie episode. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to come up with something. Carrie looks excited. <laughs> <laughs> What's that show? Two Truths and a Lie. <laughs> Ooh, that might be there fun to do. <laughs> Teresa might come back and interview there us. There <laughs> Thank you, ladies. A great show, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks so Thanks. much. Bye.